Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Living Proof Podcast. We are back even though we, I don't know, this morning I pulled out of my garage and it was, I noticed that it was snowing immediately and it was six in the morning and still dark. And I literally was like, why, what am I doing with my life? It's, it's the end of March and I'm like, so done. So, yep. She, that's an important thing. It is. That's why she cut me off to just tell you we're struggling yes, just we like are, anyone mentally. else. I hope wherever you're at and whenever you're listening to this, that you're in a much better place than the frozen tundra. Yeah. If you're in Utah, we're standing united with you in, in the mental health Yeah, this morning, we were, my son and I were walking out to the barn where I parked my truck and snow was just hitting us sideways in the face. And here's the deal. It's okay. This time of year that happens, but we've been in this cycle for a while now where we've had no relief. There hasn't been any yeah. days of like, oh, this little random day you get to go for a walk and it's like sunny and maybe 45 degrees. Yeah. No, nope, we it, don't have that doesn't exist where we live has been in a drought for a long time like the, we've just been in this long standing drought but not not anymore <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're saturated yeah now everyone's going to be washed away in the floods as soon as this all starts to melt so yeah that's right we are pushing through it right using yep. all the resources available talking to each other going to church studying about jesus going to the gym yep getting the endorphins finding whatever we can do to fight through this cold but we did have an incredible day yesterday. We actually had to drive through a massive snowstorm. I'm like, once again. We were we were driving towards Salt Lake City and we watched as this massive front. It was like crazy. It was like a wall. It was a wall. It's like what you'd almost see in those movies like in the desert where those sandstorms yep. are coming. And this storm just coming and just boom. I mean, instantly we were we were down to like thirty five miles an hour on the freeway and in four wheel drive and it was crazy. It was, but Bonkers. It was all in an effort to go see something awesome. And it was to go see the farewell of a young man named Smith Alley. Who we love so much. We have. We've had him on here. I hope you've heard his episodes a while back. His story is incredible. We did some really cool work with him last yeah. year, raising kids in combat. Yep. He just has an amazing story. And so he's actually leaving to do uh, a mission for his church, a humanitarian mission. And... You know, we've heard his story several times, but to hear it again and again, it's just so powerful. Yeah. How he's become so refined. Yep. He's just such a rad person and we're excited for him to like have this new journey, but um, his work will continue um, through his foundation, which is really cool. And we will be um, helping him do that too. It is. It's great. And if you haven't listened to his episode before, he's just the most stellar young man. I mean, yeah. he's 20 years old. Yeah. And Gosh, you would think his old, he has such an, old, an old soul. soul. You'd think he's like in his thirties, but he's a very refined individual that, you know, rewind time a few years back at 14 years old. He's, he's strategized a plan to take his own life. Yeah. You really should go back and listen to his episode. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and it actually like leads into what our topic is today was his struggle. Um, like Danny said, he was 14 years old and he had a, a plan to take his own life um, written out and things were dark and through a series of events, um, he 
started to gain some traction um, against his at the root of of his suicidal thoughts were was the shame he was carrying for um, his pornography addiction. And so um, he's very, very open about that. He's he's really, really an amazing guy to listen to on on kind of how he overcame that. But that is what we want to talk about today. Um, The gateway drug. Right. When I was growing up for kids my age, the gateway drug was smoking pot, (laughs) maybe like getting wasted on just like beer, but then weed, you know, Um, and I we're not going to talk about the normal things where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know pornography is a problem. Like it's, it's everywhere. Yes. We, we understand that. Yeah. We want to hone in on just a few specifics that would be really consumable for anybody. Like what are the harmful effects of this? Like how is it affecting everybody? What can we do? Right. Right. So, um, just right off the bat, we all know it's bad, but statistically speaking, as of last year, 91% of children in the world will view pornography before the age of 16. I mean, 91%. That's saying a lot. That's, <laughs> that's More than a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And then in the United States, the average age of viewing pornography for the first time is between the ages of 8 and 9. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a person that's completely aware of how real this, this is and that kids don't actually go looking for pornography this day, these days. It just, it finds them. Um, so yeah, again, before you tune out, cause it's a heavy topic. I just, I really challenge you to stick around for a minute and hear some very specific examples of how this has led to other things yeah. and how destructive this can yeah, be quickly. Exactly. And we just want to talk about two things. One, just exactly how it, it's possible that this is so lethal. We're going to talk about that. And then how you can, if you love somebody that is struggling with this, whether it's your spouse or whether it's your child, or maybe it's your cousin or whatever, how, what, what things you can actually do to support them? Cause that's what everybody always wants to know. Oh my gosh, I love somebody that, you know, I'm a mentor to this person and they're really struggling with this. How can I help them? So we're going to, we're going to talk about that today. So, um, I just want to ask you, Danny, um, how many of the people that reach Before out to you? Before you ask the question, oh. I wish everyone could see because like, I'm a little distracted. You got all this flavor going on. Oh my gosh. She's no, got I blue don't. nail tips. She's got a blue sweater. You guys. Jordan's, her hair is up in a bun. She's got all her jewelry on. Like, Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I'm doing what tooth. I have to do to like <laughs> mentally stay in the game. If it's like I wear the brightest shirt <laughs> oh possible gosh. to make me believe that it's summer outside. I'm going to do it. You are. Yeah. You got, a lot, you got a lot of hood lipstick. in you and I like, love it. We're, we're doing Crazy. it. We're, whatever it takes. This girl's just like studying her scriptures all day, but also looks like you're about to be in a little rap video. That would be such a dream <laughs> of mine. Sorry. Yes. What was your question? Okay. So the question is how many people uh, reach out to you, Danny, and say, start the conversation like this. My son is the best person. I do. They're so amazing. I just, I, I can't tell you enough about what a special person they are, but I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm, I'm getting worried. I think that they, they kind of have like a pornography problem and I, I don't know how to help them. Well, obviously you've heard me share that same story enough that you know exactly how yeah, to ask like, it. So it's cheating a little bit, 
But first of all, I'm honored that people do. I'm grateful to have put myself in a position and created a platform where we can reveal these secrets. Also, on that note, I'm, I'm getting really sidetracked today. That's but we okay. forgot to share something super awesome. What? I am honored that people can reach out and reveal those secrets, right? Yes. We just got back something we've been working on for over a year now. Well, oh, it's close to two years. Yes, you have been working on filling yeah. out forms, filling refilling out forms, paying submission, paying fees, paying legal fees. And we finally got back from the United States of America Patent Office our trademark. Yep. Patent our trademark. Our secrets keep us sick. Yep, it's true. So yes, people reach out and they use that phrase a lot. And I want to explain something that's interesting. If they're an alcoholic or a heroin addict or a meth addict, it always is like, yes, they're an awesome person. Oh my gosh, they're such an awesome person. But when it comes to porn, there's like this need to over communicate how amazing they are. And it's nothing other than the stigma that's tied to it. Yeah, we've come, we've come far enough in the world with mental health and acknowledging what addictions stem from that. They're like, okay, yep. My son's smoking meth, but he was a really great kid. Now, if they're looking at porn, so it's a content problem, habit, addiction, whatever you want to call it. Oh my gosh. They're the best. Like they're, they're the most amazing. Like they really are so good. It's just, there's this thing. Yeah. So it doesn't change the narrative or what's needed to help, but it is interesting that that's how. It always starts out with like that kind of, oh, I need you to understand how awesome they are. It's like, well, no doubt. I'm going to be bold and tell you right now, this isn't like a based off some study that I can give you out of a book or a magazine. I'm just going to say from firsthand experience, like being right in the trenches with people in the most raw way. Right? There's psychiatrists, there's studies, there's doctors who can give you different perspectives. But as someone who's had the ability to just speak candidly with people, if you have a loved one suffering from any type of life-threatening ad- addiction, alcohol, what, whatever, plant-based medicine, um, abusing prescription medication, illicit drugs, 99 out of 100 of those people struggling now, 35 and under, it started here. Yeah. With porn. Yeah. So when we say it is the gateway drug, well, well great. Okay, everyone knows that, or maybe they, they don't. But what does that really mean? <laughs> That's where it started. Yeah. That's what created unwanted feelings. And I, I really want to just talk about what happened today. This happened literally this morning. Yeah. Driving to school this morning in the snow after we got through the depression of getting snow stuck on the side of our face. My son, who is 11. He's 12. 12. Sorry. (laughs) That's why we need women in our life, right? Gosh. He goes, hey, dad. And and I do want to preface that this boy has like a little flip phone. He doesn't even have social media. He doesn't have access to the internet. He has like supervised time on YouTube or computer at home. It's in this open space. So he's a little bit limited in in his information. Ask me, dad, why is it that studies say more young men are committing suicide these days than, than girls? I was like, what? Gosh, dude, it's seven 30 in the morning. There's snow on the side of my face. We're getting into this right now. Yeah. I was like, well, why do you ask that? He's like, well, I saw that. I was just wondering why. It led into, I'm not going to bore you with the details of this whole conversation, but we ended up being late to school and had this great conversation. And part of it had to do with, okay, and it's not all encompassing, but a good contributing factor to that is porn. Yeah. 
And we all know that it affects men and women, girls and boys, hundred yep. percent. That's disregarded way too much. But a lot of these young men are dealing with several different things, right? There's bullying, there's fitting in, there's pressures of society, there's whatever. Yeah. But a vast majority of them, just like we shared with our dear friend Smith Alley in the beginning, were affected by porn at a young age. So I just want to just, I hope this is really relevant in that when we had this conversation, why this was so eye-opening for my son. And we, gosh, we've talked about this a lot. So many times. It's not like we talked about it one time. We talk about it all the time. But it was like he was engaged and curious. It wasn't like we were giving him a mom and dad lecture. He's like, yeah, he brought it up. He brought it up. So he's curious. I was very open with him. And I said, son, at your exact age, my goodness, my friends and I, guess what? We used to sneak off. We had this one friend's house whose dad had some Playboy magazines Mm -hmm. and we loved it. Mm -hmm. I knew it was wrong. Like, my mom and dad had taught me. I knew it was wrong, but still I was so curious. It was like this confusing thing because my body felt aroused. Like it was really interesting to see naked girls. Mm-hmm. So to help him understand why this would correlate into influencing the rate of suicide today, I said, son, there's a big difference. So nothing's changed. Like when I was your age, every man had that desire. I can only speak for men. I'm mm-hmm. a man. But what's different is how things are today. Yeah. Because what we did is we hovered around and looked at a magazine, a two-dimensional image on a piece of paper, and all of us were like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Like, Yeah, don't sh- we wish we could go back to the days where it was just Playboy magazine? Dude, so let's <laughs> be real. This might be hard to hear, but here you go. You're looking at a Playboy magazine. You, you get aroused as a boy, and that, that, was, that was it. It's not like that wasn't good or that... Yeah. It's not, <laughs> not recommended. Yeah. But nowadays, here is the truth. If you've been exposed exposed to porn yourself or not, if you're a young man and looking up something, let's just be real, something on the more innocent side. Sure. Girls' boobs. Yeah. Girls kissing. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. You're not exposed to a two-dimensional image on a piece of paper. No. You can ask any young man. You can even try this for yourself. Not that I recommend you do this, but you will see that if you say, girls' boobs. Now with these magical devices that people have, it's not a magazine you're flipping through. It'll show you. But just like you have a Facebook or an Instagram or something, a Twitter, TikTok, where you have a feed, mm-hmm. right, of all your interests, it's going to show you other things as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't want to go off on this tangent, but this is why so many young men are being, and women, Yes. Are being affected negatively because they're seeking out something that's natural, that you're curious of. Yep. It stems from a natural feeling inside, but they're seeing the most heinous of things. So you could seek out girls' boobs and it comes up with a picture of a girl's boobs, a couple of them, and then you flip down one little bit. And what do you see? Extremely inappropriate, violent, abusive things. Yep. Yep. So what does that do to a young man's mind? Yeah. It tortures it. It just messes with it on an infinite level. Like it poisons it. I'm sorry. In a way that no drug can. No. That that's why I'm that's why we're saying it is the most lethal drug is because it's it's like in your brain. It is. It's, it's stuck there. And so there's still this natural desire to see it. Like it is exciting. Like the things that they want or yeah. maybe to see are exciting stimulating sure but they are exposed to even if i i've met several young men who were like oh they like 
seeing girls out their clothes on. So they would like kind of try to not look like yeah. when you've heard, when you've heard the story enough from, from people in, in their story, they wouldn't, they try not to look. So even though when they're looking on these pages, there's other things that are abusive or more violent or totally inappropriate. They're just, they would try not to see it. Yeah. But yet they but are they seeing it. they do see it. Yeah. That right there in itself is one. There's lots of reasons, but that one reason is why it's so, I don't even, don't even call it addictive. Why it's so destructive. Yeah. It, yeah. I would say destructive is the perfect word. Your mind is being flooded with so many things. Plus the way that it hits yeah. for kids these days and their endorphins and the experience they have. You know, you look at a magazine and you kind of flip through and you're like, oh, there's the centerfold and this is exciting. And then this, then the excitement's over. Yeah. Everything else there from downhill. But when these things go, these technologies become so creative that it's just going to capture and pull yeah. people in. Yeah. Keep well, their attention. And it, it doesn't ever just stay like that. Like you always say, addiction is progressive. So even if it starts out as something where you're trying to satisfy maybe a curiosity or whatever, it, it doesn't stay a curiosity. It Unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, and we've all experienced this on different levels. Like with, I, I mean, sorry, just for me, social media wise, I'm like, oh, I want, I need a new swimsuit. And I'm like looking at a swimsuit. <laughs> and then all of a sudden my whole feed is like girls in swimsuits. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell? How come I don't look like that girl? <laughs> and like, then I start getting discouraged and judging myself. And like, it, that's how these things are created. And so you can understand, I mean, as, as a, a, an adult woman, I'm like, oh, well, that's not even a, like, that's so Photoshopped, whatever. And like, I can, I can like reverse engineer myself out of that um, to a point, but I'm sorry, when you're 12, you can't, when you're 13, you can't, even when you're 18, you can't, I'm sorry, even when you're 40 years old, it's still extremely difficult. Correct. And I do want to say there's a, there's a big argument out there, whether pornography is an addiction or a bad habit. Yes. And I, 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 I want to know what, what do you say? Like, who cares? Yeah. To me, it's irrelevant. Like you could argue, you could get down to the scientific like basis of it, that it's not an addiction because their bodies won't go into withdrawal without, even though I would have a strong argument against that. Who cares mm -hmm. if, what do you define it as a bad habit or, or an addiction to me is completely irrelevant Yeah, because the simple fact is it is progressive. So let's just call it a habit. Yeah. It's a bad habit. Yeah. And a bad habit that is completely destroying your ability to relate to other humans. So. In, in the last few years, the number one most common story I've heard, <clears throat> things progress to a really bad point. Now things are a mess is a young man and I'm sorry if this hits for anyone out there who started viewing pornography at a young age combined with Adderall mm -hmm. found one of the greatest, most powerful concoctions out there. Yeah. Which actually hits harder than mixing real sp speed balls out there, like mixing heroin and cocaine, which was yeah. a thing that almost took my life. There are so many young men out there that have been prescribed Adderall and women at a young age. Yep. And then when you combined... I, I, I'm not a scientist or a doctor to give you like those facts, but I've met with so many of these people, held them, cried with them, and learned that when they mixed Adderall, a stimulant, with pornography, yeah, it was next level. Of course. 
so many incredibly. And when we go back to the topic of, oh, they're the best, the best, sweetest, most beautiful young men who, because they were struggling, were put on Adderall, now looking at pornography and self-pleasing, masturbating up to 13, 14, I've heard up to 17 times a day. Uh huh. We're now digging a deep hole. Right. And that's the lethal part. It is. So trying to give you some information that's helpful to move forward is one recognizing that if you don't address these, if you don't like so-called pull the curtain up on this issue and do something about it, whether it's a habit or an addiction is completely irrelevant because it always leads to other things. Yeah. Most often it leads to cross addictions. Yeah. That's what I want to talk to you about. Like cross addictions. How does that work with pornography what well, you see it, it, why, yeah why it's the gateway drug because you know pornography goes and finds some of these kids also it's like when i talked about the playboy we'd have to go do it like we'd have to go we had to put intention into going to right. see that like a plan. nowadays boys great young men doing what they're supposed to they don't even have to be looking for it they will find them yeah they could be walking to class and open their phone and just flip up and there it is like they could be playing a game and boom there it is they could be searching for something for home homework or school and boom there it is they could be talking to their friend at lunch and he's like hey look at this mm-hmm. which gosh i hear far too often and they're not shown again a two-dimensional image on a piece of paper it's a video of something crazy right right so the cross addiction always leads to something else because if you're a young person even if you're curious and you're looking at things like a normal boy would, and now you're infiltrated with all these terrible things, this terrible content, it becomes what? Unwanted. Right. It becomes something that haunts you. It's like a nightmare, a bad movie that you saw when you were a kid and now you can't sleep. They want those thoughts to go away. Right. It's extremely hard to get those thoughts away. If you're a mom listening and you've never engaged in pornography, you know, after I got clean, what, almost 16 years ago, I still dealt with a pornography addiction. And I will tell you that if you're looking up even the lightest forms of what you would call like not pornography, even though it is, you're going to be exposed to just these terrible things. Well, and I'm as, as a woman too, it's just like, think, I I mean, I always think about like, I can't watch scary movies. Like I literally can't. And I can remember images from movies I've seen that I wish I could unsee. And I can't like think about doing that. Over and over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) So these incredible young men that see this, all of a sudden it starts to make them feel bad. They can't get it out of their head. They think something's wrong with them. Now, now I'm ruined. And it's a big, just like this catastrophe. Right. So what do you do? You've tried to find something to numb it. So most often it leads into being prescription medications, right? Because it's still a legal, safe way to go. And I, I, I will say that some people find success in that, but often it's just a bandaid to the problem. Yeah. And so they're just looking for all these temporary solutions. This is why it's called the gateway drug, because eventually, eventually, every sweet, innocent, and my gosh, I can close my eyes and just have like this flood of all these images of people's faces that I've met and got to know. It went one of two ways. Eventually, it led them to doing things like drinking alcohol, Vaping, smoking marijuana, doing certain things they would have never imagined doing, right? Like taking a step over into that dark ledge yeah, because they were so desperate for this to go away. Yeah. Even though knowing those things were so wrong, they gladly welcomed it into their life because it took this other problem away. Yeah. That they thought was uglier. And that's one. And number two, 
is for those young men who don't maybe are too scared to to start self-medicating with some of these more potent things. Yep. It always ends up whether it hap- whether it takes a year or it takes 5 years, it leads to extremely inappropriate things. Yeah. It's why one of the fastest growing lists in our state and our country is pedophiles. Mm-hmm. It leads to very inappropriate underage material. Yeah. It leads to acting out sexually. I have personally worked with in the last year a handful of men because now they're men, grown young men who have been arrested for masturbation in their car in public, out in public. Because believe it or not, that's against the law. Because it's progressed to a point now where they're sexually acting out and doing reckless things. I mean, when I heard that story once, I was like, okay, this is crazy. And I heard the story again and again and again. And I was like, oh my gosh. Or now they're acting out and finding prostitutes, yeah. doing certain things. Yep. So it goes one of two ways. It be, either, either that lighthearted curiosity goes into very dark, inappropriate sexual behavior, or it segues into self-medication. Yes. What it doesn't do is just disappear. Yeah, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. And the other thing that I, I want to point out too that I've heard you say so many times is like, the person who actually doesn't end up in some sort of a cross addiction, self-medicating with alcohol or something else is actually in the most terrible position of all. Oh, they're in it, which our great friend Smith, I've yeah. had talks with him. That's why at they're 14, he was, he was contemplating suicide, which leads into our conversation that I had with my son. I'm not saying it's the only contributing factor, but it is the number one. Yeah. They're in a worse position. The people who find, like, I'm sorry, if you find relief in marijuana or drinking or something, whoo, things just got a lot better for you. Yeah. For now. For now. Yeah. Things just got a lot easier. For but those when you just kind of like white knuckle it and try to get through it. And, you are rotten. Yeah. You're you you feel so dark. You feel unforgivable. You feel lost. Yeah. So I think it, that's the hardest. It it leads. I guess we said there's two scenarios. The third one is yeah. they take their life. Yeah. And I think that that's where, like today, I really hope that we can become a good resource because if you feel like that could be somebody that you love, you know, that's a, that is a really dangerous spot to be in. And I think what makes it even more dangerous is they don't look as sick as they are. That's <laughs> why, why it's the most dangerous dug out there. I, I always say the worst drug in the world is alcohol because it is, but porn is now surpassing everything. Yeah. Because if you, if you drink, like if you're a drunk, eventually you smell it, right? Like yeah. you're so sloppy and you, you stink and everyone's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uncle, uncle Bob's around or Jimmy's come yeah. over. I mean, like smell it, it takes longer. I agree. And especially since drinking is more socially acceptable. Yep. So it takes longer, but like with porn, it I'm exposes like, itself eventually. Same with like, if you smoke meth, well, all of a sudden they're like, Oh, they're picking their face a lot and they seem really pale and their eyes are sunken. Yeah. But with porn, it just, you always look Holy like yourself. Moly. Yeah. You can you can consume that drug laying next to your spouse in bed. You can consume that drug in a chapel. Yeah. You can consume that drug when no one else is around. You can consume that drug riding on the bus. Yep. It's it's just available everywhere. It has no scent. It doesn't show. And eventually a person's heart is just completely darkened. Yeah. So I don't want to sit and harp and drown on it, but I really think it's enlightening when people, 
connect the dots of why it is so destructive, it's always been a temptation. It's always been an urge. It's always been a curiosity for all of us. Yeah. Anything yep. related to sex is amazing. It's it's like super exciting. Yeah. But it's weaponized when it's it born. It is weaponized in the darkest way. Yeah. Your son is not looking at a Playboy magazine. Yeah. They're being exposed to crazy things. Yep. Things they would have never ever. Here's the kicker. They are seeing things they would have never ever in their life sought out to see. Right. Well, and and we've seen this so many times too, is just that person ends up, um, male or female, um, getting in a relationship and, and getting married and then bringing that into the marriage, which is just, I mean, that is setting everyone up to fail. So hard, yep. so hard. So we're going to, we're going to link some resources by the way, for, um, betrayal, um, trauma, like therapy and yes, stuff like that. In, in the notes to this, we're going to have some resources because we've got to leave people with some tools and resources. Yeah. So, um, like we have, there's a few people you can follow a few resources. Yep. I'm going to put hey, it all on that note notes. though, real quick. Cause I, I know we're going to tie up, but I also want to expose why there, this is such a problem. Yeah. Our society's improved so much, right? We're now aware that like smoking's not good for you. Like you can't smoke on a plane or a bus. Like we're, we're cool. We've cool. evolved. Good job. Right? Yeah. We also are aware that people have mental health that now manifests itself in drugs and alcohol. So guess what? Insurance has yeah. recognized that. Wow. It's a big problem. We now have insurance help to get people qualified help. Yeah. They can go to all these different places. When I got clean almost 16 years ago, it was not recognized. Yeah. Insurance you, did not pay for addiction. So we've improved. Money. We've come a long way. But porn is not yet recognized on that level. Therefore, there's no financial assistance from your insurance company. Right. There's still a lot of people in society who just say that it's entertainment. There's others who say, say it's, it's just poor choices. Mm -hmm. So because of those factors you are now looking at a far limited situation of resources, help. Okay. There's in Utah, we have I don't know, 60 something treatment centers out there to help people with substance abuse, alcohol, drug related issues, mental yeah. health issues. None of those are, are you able to go and have admission in because of a pornography addiction? Right. They'll be like, yeah, we'd love to help you with that. But in order for your insurance to cover it, you also have to have a, do you have a problem with alcohol by chance? Yeah. Do you, are you addicted to cocaine as well? Cause then we can help you. That's a problem. There's yeah. also the stigma behind it. There are a lot of support groups, but I've been to so many of these support groups and thankfully there's a few that, you know, have a good showing, yeah. but a lot of them are ghost town. They're crickets in there. Yeah. Cause no one wants to go and talk about it. Yeah. Plenty of alcoholics gather around to try to help and support one another, but no one wants to sit in the room and talk about their porn addiction. Yeah. I, I just, I want you to wrap up with some of these things, but I just want to say, this is the drug that needs to be fought in your home. Yeah. There are resources out there and we'll link some of them because I do feel like every young man to expose this or young woman or man or woman needs to go and be in a community to heal from this, mm -hmm. but it needs to be fought in your home. Whether your children are older and they've already been exposed to this, you've got to fight it. Whether they're younger, this is going to be the battle. Yeah. I hate talking about it with my kids, but we've got, we've got to the point, like I do this for a living, but still it's awkward with my children, but we've done it enough that it's become comfortable and something that we can talk yeah. about. And I think, gosh, what greater gift could we give them? 
answer their questions. Don't lie about it. Don't, don't hide or avoid the topics, even though they're difficult. Yeah. Tell them, yes, it's going to be appealing. You're going to feel, I told our son today, you're going to feel your blood pressure go up. It might feel tingly and exciting. Yeah. You're going to feel, wow, this is crazy. But here's what happens. Yeah. And I've had these conversations with them too. It's, it's powerful. You just don't want to confuse them. Allow them to understand that. Yes, it's appealing. There's going to be a draw, a pull to this, but here's what happens. Yeah. And here's why it's bad. And here's what's being used against you. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I want to know, like, I, I just want to give people some solutions. So we're going to leave you today with, with some solutions. Like here, here are some immediate things you, you can do to help if it's your son or daughter or your spouse or whoever it is that you love. Um, yeah. In the notes, we're going to link a few we will professionals to follow, support groups to follow. There's a few programs that you can instill in. Yep. Um, I do want to mention on this note that one of the, one of the leaders in the nation right now in, in our country is for this is the LDS church. Yeah. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They have support groups all over the country that are free that yeah. are specific for pornography. Porn. Like they're yes. leading the way in that. Like they're yes. providing more options than anywhere else where you can gather together with other people and start talking about these. But it's don't downplay it or minimize it. Yeah. No one wants to talk about it. You probably didn't even want to listen to this episode about it, but you yeah. have to. Yep. It's not going anywhere. It's everywhere. And don't freak out. Yeah. When you find it or. But it's, how hard is that? Like how hard is that? Like already with our son, like we had an issue and luckily he he did what he was supposed to and he comes talk to us, but it's like it, we can say that on these mics, but if we walked up and you saw your son doing it, like what's your first reaction? Yeah. You're just like, what the hell? <laughs> you're, gonna, you're grounded forever. Yeah. Put him in a headlock and throw him in the barn. Yeah. No, you got to hug them and talk about him. Explain like, how did that feel? Yeah. Great. This is what's going to happen. Yep. Absolutely. There, there's, there's plenty of other things you can do. But please don't sit and argue whether or not this is a habit or an addiction. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> who cares? One thing that I think um, like moms typically jump to is like, oh my gosh, like we need like, this is like a spiritual wound, right? So you're like, I want to, I want to address the spiritual wound. And I, I it's, a, it's super important. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. And in fact, you should, but um, I think it's, it's a, a really, really misguided notion that your son or daughter could go talk to like an ecclesiastical leader about this and have it be healed um, without something else happening, right? Making a plan, finding a support group, all of these things that are, are very, very tactical that should, that almost have to happen at the exact same time, if not before involving maybe like this, the end result, which is like, you know, forgiveness and, and, and moving on help of, of an ecclesiastical leader. But, um, I think more than anything, that's kind of our go-to cause it's like maybe just a cultural thing, but it's not necessarily helpful. Do you agree? Yeah. You just got to fight it fight it head on. You have to expose it and it's going to take work. Yeah. It's like any other thing in life that you challenge, you want to overcome problem you have, like you've got to really go at this. I, I want to share one thing and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, but just to close out, there's a, a resource called fight the new drug. Our buddy Smith Alley loves this one, but it's, it, 
again, it's not the one-stop shop, but it has a lot of good resources. And something they just posted recently, it, it just says, this was a study. There was like this board of doctors that came out and studied. It said, a still image centerfold, a still image centerfold magazine is nothing compared to the constant stream of hardcore, high definition internet porn that anyone can stream anytime, anywhere for free. Today's internet porn is incomparably more accessible, more affordable, more available, more anonymous, and more extreme than anything available before. Yeah. It's putting people into very, you know what, they're not, it's not that they're difficult situations. It's putting people into losing situations. Yeah. I don't think any young person, you, I mean, studies show that it was 91% of people. Yeah. You can't hide your child in a hole or a box. They will see it. They will be exposed to it. Empower them to understand before they do or when they do that, ooh, even though that might be exciting, here is what happens. Yeah, here's the truth of it. Exposing the truth and taking away kind of the mystery of it or is, is huge. doing the work inside your home, which we've had to, and our home's a mess, but doing the work necessary where what our family does, despite how much they argue or talk back or don't listen to us and bicker, no one harbors secrets. Yeah. Even if it's a few days where someone's doing something or feels a certain way, no one harbors secrets. Yeah. I hope some of the, did you have something yes, else to Yes, I share? just want to say one more thing, and that is this. If somebody that you love has a pornography addiction and you expect them to just be like, okay, I know this is wrong. I'm going to stop it. Knock it off. Um, Never I, I know this is bad. Don't kid yourself. The first thing I would say is help them find something to replace that time that they spend. Something, something needs to replace it. You can't simply take something away. There's a void. So you have to actively make an assertive effort to find something to replace that. Yeah. What it was doing for them what and what it was, it was giving them. Yeah. And then secondly is it's, it always creeps up. If you talk to anybody, they'll tell you, oh, it's, I'm, I'm always fine until this time of the day. And then that's usually when I have a slip up or that's usually when I'm feeling lonely or when I have an opportunity because of this or that. Make a plan. Help them make a plan. Yeah, you can't just knock it off. And any boy that starts engaging this and girls, they eventually start to isolate. They stop doing those things they did. It's yeah. slow. It's gradual. But re-engage them into things that they that give them like that stimulation. Get in a boxing class, join, start doing motocross, do rock climbing group or something. Yeah, anything. To help fill that. Yes. But it is, it's it's something we don't none of us want to accept that's happening. We don't want to accept that it's happening in our home with the people that we love, but it is. It's what leads to all of this substance abuse. It's what's destroying more families and more homes than anything else. Yes. So, so in the notes, we're gonna link somebody, Jeff Stewart who is just an amazing betrayal trauma. So if this is occurring inside of your marriage, he will be your number one resource. And then um, a couple more resources just for maybe um, young men or women who need some group support. Yeah, and if you have any specific questions, you can reach out to us on the website. Yes. Thank you for joining us, you guys. Have a great day.